Good evening. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Well, it's Christmas and Hanukkah week. It Very is. exciting. It is. Hanukkah starts at sundown tomorrow, I believe. It does, and runs for eight crazy nights, according to Adam Sandler. That's right. It's a lot of fun. We're actually going to do that this year. That's what you said. Yeah, that's. So. I think that's really neat. I can't find a menorah anywhere to save my life. Really? I just saw one yesterday. I'll have to, I'll keep my eye out for yeah, you. Yeah, please do. I've looked everywhere and I can't seem to locate one. I was just going to have my dad take a two by four and drill eight holes in it for me. That would work. I'm sure that's what they did back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so probably didn't have that power. Sure they didn't drill. buy it at Target. No. So, well, today, um, I did a lot of thinking about this week before the holidays and a lot of times during this week, uh, it gets really crazy and stressful. And there actually was a spot this morning on one of the news channels about how to stay calm for the last week of the holiday season, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty insightful. So I'm sure you'll be seeing that around. But I wanted to talk about hope. And one of the things that struck me, a lot of times during the holidays, you'll have People feel a little hopeless if um, maybe if they don't have the love life they had hoped for or their family situation's not great or their financial situation's not great. We're inundated with commercials that show us the perfect (laughs) family, the perfect holiday, and it can make you feel a little self-conscious sometimes, especially if you're having any trouble in those areas. And so I started thinking about hope and how people will say, I, Jen, I hope you have a great holiday or I hope things are going well for you. You hear, we hear this hope thing all the time mm-hmm. and it doesn't, sometimes it's very significant and sometimes it's not, but there are four things that I like to think about when I hear the word hope and I'm going to share those with you today. And they're based on the, the spelling of hope. So the first one is for H and it's helping. And if you, Think that you have time to help or if you help people in any way and a lot of times in the holiday season we reach out we help we give a little bit more at church we give to certain charities we buy canned foods we buy bags of foods at the grocery store which by the way it's so easy now at Rayleigh's and Safeway to just go in and spend an extra 10 or 20 dollars and get a bag of groceries and they deliver it and manage it um, yeah, it is a nice feature. Which is really nice because you're there, you're buying groceries, you don't have to like think about what canned foods you should get or what would be appropriate. They put together different things for you. So that's a really easy way to do it. But if you have time to help someone, if you're donating time somewhere, perhaps at a soup kitchen or maybe you're helping wrap presents for free or helping at your kid's school, or perhaps you're helping with money, uh, like we talked about donating food or donating um, cash to some kind of organization that supports people in need, or if you're donating your time, um, did I already say time? I feel like I said time. Time's a big one for people now. It's worth repeating. Either way, it's something that you're giving back. And if you have time to give something back, and if you have enough resources and energy to give something back, uh, you have a lot more than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so um, the other thing I was thinking about in terms of giving is when we give our clothes that we're, we've grown out of mm-hmm. or that we've, um, we just don't like anymore. Maybe we got a new jacket so we can give our perfectly good old jacket to somebody who needs it. 
So those are the kind of things, um, kind of ways that you can give. And so when you're helping others that way, it fills you with a positive emotion. And if you think that you have to be rich or be retired to help, you don't. You can help in very, very simple ways, such as holding the door open for somebody who has their arm full of packages Mm -hmm. or smiling at somebody who maybe looks down or is all by themselves. Um, You can help by... I'm especially a big fan of holding the door for women with baby carriages. Yeah. As a mother of twins, pushing my gigantic stroller around uh, was always, it was always great when people helped. And nine times out of 10, they did. And when they didn't, it was like, oh, please, somebody hold the door for me because it's very hard to get this tank out of the, uh, out of the store. (laughs) So... (laughs) So you can help in a lot of different ways. You don't need to have a lot of time or a lot of money. Sometimes a simple gesture is enough. And even if you have the energy to give a simple gesture to somebody, a smile, a nod, uh, buying something locally, then you're helping. And that means that you have more than others. And that's something to hope for and something to be grateful for. And so when um, when you hear the word hope or when you hear somebody say, I hope you have a great Christmas, think about that. Think about the H in hope for being helping. And think about ways that you're helping somebody. Um, and notice when people are helping you. Because mm-hmm. that's also another piece here. So moving on, the O in hope I like to think of for optimism. Now a lot of people we'll go back and forth with the whole optimism thing. Oh, you're happy all the time. Everything's a silver lining. You're not real. You know, get back to earth. Um, And that's true. Sometimes people take it way over the top with the optimism thing, and that works for them. And um, I'm talking about choosing optimism. So looking for the good, noticing the good. We are surrounded by TV shows and by news that can be negative. And it's really easy to get sucked into tragic stories and the economy and the Congress and oh, everything's you know coming down. But I had a great conversation this weekend with my mom and we were talking about politics and what was working and what wasn't working and kind of <laughs> commiserating. And, and I said... You know, it's um, this is kind of a scary time to be alive, but it's also a really exciting time because there's a, a bit of a shift in consciousness that's going on, and there's definitely a shift in how we're taking care of our world. Mm-hmm. And people will say, "Well, that's because you live in California." Well, so what? We're the, we're starting it, and that's exciting. The fact that children who are five years old know the difference between recycling and reusing something is looking good for our future. Yeah. And that's the fact that most companies have a corporate social responsibility plan. That is something that's really exciting to be a part of, and that's happening in our lifetime. So there's a lot of things that are going well in our world, even if some of them are not. Even if people can't get along in the government, even if people are struggling financially, there is a lot of good that's going on. And a lot of um, a shifting of a consciousness is the best way I can put it. So look for the good. Avoid um, avoid getting sucked into the tragic stuff that we talked about. Watch for people being kind. We really are tuned in. And I don't know why this is. I'm sure there's some good psychological reason for it. But why we get tuned into the negative stuff. But it's really easy to see people who are behaving poorly in traffic or behaving poorly in a store. We just kind of pick up on it or notice it. Mm-hmm. We don't always notice people being kind. But if you start to look for it, it's really fun to watch for yeah, And to see somebody stopping to let someone else cross the street, especially here in the village 
where they're coming across from Rayleigh's. Everybody's in a hurry, you know, everybody's trying to get up on the mountain. Yeah, we're all um, trying to run each other over. Yeah, yeah, let somebody in front of you in line. It's not a big deal. I mean, that might make a huge difference to them. So look for the good. Look for other people doing good. And then stay optimistic. Arno and I were talking about this this morning. He said, well, sometimes it's hard to stay optimistic. Like you get on a roll and you wake up thinking, I'm going to be optimistic today. And then something happens and you're kind of like, I can't be optimistic. You know, the world sucks. So, (laughs) So how do you stay optimistic? And my response to that was, It's not about always staying optimistic. Sometimes you need to go to that place where you have a little pity party for yourself Mm -hmm. or you have a good cry because you Mm -hmm. need to grieve something or you just need to feel bad for a little bit, and that's okay. But the key here is choosing to come back to optimism after and being able to recognize, okay, I'm going to have a pity party. I want to feel sorry for myself right now for a few minutes, and when I'm done, I'll be perky, (laughs) but I'm going to take that. And so it's not about trying to be a Pollyanna all the time and just (laughs) saying like life is great we'll just you know keep going forward and it's all gonna be fine i mean no, that's not what we're talking it's about not here anyone either right so just choosing um choosing to stay optimistic and it's never a hundred percent proposition go for it 80 percent of the time heck even 75 percent would be an improvement for a lot of people so um just give yourself a break and don't beat yourself up if you do fall back into your negative patterns just notice it and then pop back out That's right. Easy peasy. So that's for the O. So we've got helping people and we've got optimism. And for the P, perseverance. I like it. Perseverance. And what I mean by that is don't give up. We start on things. One thing goes wrong. A lot of times we tend to just say, oh, it wasn't meant to be. And we give up on it. Or this is going to be too hard. Or it's taking too long. But sticking it out is part of what hope is all about. And luck is largely influenced by hard work. (laughs) So if you're sitting there waiting for luck to fall in your lap and doing nothing, chances of it coming are probably about 1%. But if you are out doing everything in your ability to create the life that you want, to create the job that you want, to find the person in your life that you want then you probably will have a lot more luck yeah. at doing it. So being pers- persevering through the tough times, um, per- sticking it out when you're ready to give up, sticking it out when you think all is lost, those are the times that you just need to get over that hump because on the other side of that is hope and on the other side of that is what you're working towards. And if you give up, you have 0% chance of getting there. It's like get driving all the way to Reno and turning around at Washoe and coming home. <laughs> You're not going to get to Reno ever exactly. if, you, if you don't if you turn around at Washoe. So you just have to persevere. You just have to keep going and and push through those times and push through that fear um, that you might be hanging on to or that might be blocking your way. Um, so so get that stick to itiveness. Remember <laughs> who said that? Intuitiveness. I can't even say it. Intuitiveness. Intuitiveness. <laughs> yes. So um, so persevere with hope. And then the last letter that I like to think of, or the last word I like to think of, when people say things like "I hope you're great," or "Here's hoping you have a good year," or "I really hope I get this for Christmas," um, is excitement. It's talking about being excited about life and. 
really, this is what we've got. Everyday stuff should be and can be exciting. Many of us were waiting around for some life-shattering, earth-shattering thing to happen. And the reality is the beauty of much of our life is in the very simple things. Mm -hmm. It's in the sharing a hot cocoa with Jillian after the ice rink or reading with friends or getting together at church on the weekend and praying together or sharing a meal. Last night we had our friends Dave and Jamie over for an impromptu, very casual meal, and it was so much fun. We just sat around and talked and had some good food, and it was just really a nice time. And those are the things that I get excited about. It doesn't have to be something that's extravagant or expensive or fancy or outrageous. It just has to be something that is that's exciting to you. Now, if it's been a long time since you've been excited about anything in your life, um, one of the best ways to start to break out of that is to watch small children. (laughs) Small children, and Jen can attest to this, (laughs) because she has one who's not so small anymore, but she's seen them grow up. Um, Small children are excited about everything. Yeah. We went to the Nutcracker in San Francisco, the ballet this weekend. A friend of ours... um, took us, took the whole family and it was so wonderful. And to watch my children as they sat on the edge of their seats and watch the ballerinas dance and the snow fall on the stage. I mean, the light in their eyes was magnificent. It was Mm -hmm. just magic. And when you can look at it through a child's eye,